everybody. Welcome to a Monday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Missed you Friday. Missed you Friday. I know that's my fault. Not a super, super, super busy day, but uh, all taken care of and done and survived the rainstorms. Hope you did as well and hope you're ready to talk a little Browns, a little Bengals, a little Buckeyes here as we engage in the We Tackle Life podcast for Monday, May the 16th. That is uh, the date. I'm not great with the date, typically. But now that I'm uh, doing my own radio show at 98.9 The Answer and 94.5 The Answer in Dayton, I saved my audio by date. And so I'm a lot better on knowing what the exact date of the month is. And I'm pretty convinced that today is the 16th. So off we go. And reminder up front, love to hear from you, as I have heard from several others, via my contact at PatriotSwitch.com. PatriotSwitch.com is a growing movement to get consumers to be intentional with their shopping dollars. If you'd like to patronize a family-owned American company that gives to military, 9-11 victims, law enforcement, well, I can introduce you to them. But I can't introduce you to this company until you express an interest because they're a very unique company, a company that survives on word-of-mouth advertising. It's not a tiny company. It's a big big successful company with customers all over the world, but they just have a different way of doing business. They don't sell any of the products that they make in any store and they do not therefore pay store stocking fees so they can make great products for your home, stuff you're already buying, shaving cream, deodorant, vitamins, supplements, hair uh, products, shampoo, conditioner, on and on and on. I can't begin to list them or the podcast would be gone. 400 plus products. They're all made from plant extracts and plant materials, whatever possible grown in the U.S. I love this company. I love their products. It's been great for my family. You know, some of my uh, some of my health issues that the girls have related to Lyme disease. And so they've just been a godsend for us. And they really believe in the causes we believe in. So give to a pro-life company, give to a pro-America company, America's the greatest country ever because you can come from nothing and have a great idea and make it happen, see it through, be a visionary, employ people, and help other people prosper and enjoy their life with great products. That's what this company does. And so I wish you'd come to PatriotSwitch.com and click on my name in the How Did You Hear About Us menu, and I'll reach out to you, or uh, a family member of mine will reach out to you, and uh, we'll get you started and explain to you how it will work. Today, let's start the We Tackle Life podcast with a minute amount of Ohio State basketball news. Justin Arns will play his final season of college basketball as a member of the uh, Loyola Marymount running, gunning, shooting, whatever. Are they the Paul Westheads? Are they the Bo Kimballs? Are they the late, great Hank Gathers? Uh, Not anymore. They're not very good, but uh, Justin Arns should be able to get plenty of three-point opportunities in uh, Loyola Marymount offense, such as it is. And uh, you know what this felt, this feels like to me? When I was uh, talking with Spiels, doing the book, That's Why I'm Here, the Chris and Stephanie Spielman story, we went through all his visits in college. And one of his visits was to UCLA. And I said, were you ever think about going to UCLA? He's like, no, I just wanted to take the visit. So that's what it seems to me Justin Arns is doing uh, going to Loyola Marymount. He's got another year to play basketball, and he's like, hey, why don't I go to the West Coast and see what kind of, you know, kind of fun I can have out here playing my final season 
of uh, of college basketball, playing for Loyola. And uh, they are the Lions, by the way, the Loyola Marymount Lions. And they are coming off a season last year in which they went 11-18 and 18 under the great Stan Johnson. Yes, it has been uh, quite some time since we go back to the Paul Westhead era in 1989-90 when Loyola Marymount went 26-6 and and lost in the West Regional Final. Uh, been a while. Been a while. Three straight NCAA tournaments under Paul Westhead, and then he was off, I think, to the NBA. I think he went to the Denver Nuggets. But Justin Arns will be launching threes in the West Coast Conference, where they presumably play a little bit less sticky man-to-man defense than they do in the Big Ten Conference. Also, Kyle Young is retiring from basketball. And I love Kyle Young's style of play, but I don't think any of us want to see Kyle Young get another concussion. And he's getting married. Maybe he's already already married. And uh, would, would it shock anybody if Kyle Young went into coaching? Wouldn't shock me if he went into coaching. He seems like the kind of a guy who uh, would be a great coach because if he could get guys to play as hard as he plays, uh, that would be a big, big benefit for Kyle Young. So good luck to Kyle Young. Good luck to Justin Arns. And uh, we'll see what the Ohio State Buckeyes are with a vastly different roster in the 2022-23 season. I hope that you remember our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. If you're looking to order great coffee and you're looking to, with your shopping dollars, as I said in the beginning with Patriot Switch, be intentional, you'll never find a better purpose for your coffee dollars than Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. And that's because they prioritize ministry around the world via buying coffee direct from growers in countries like Nicaragua, Ethiopia, Thailand, Indonesia, where the gospel is being spread by those growers who do business with Paul and Grace at Hemisphere. So do that. Get 15% off at the same time when you use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps, WETACKLELIFE in all caps, and that's a win-win all the way around. WETACKLELIFE in all caps, order online, Hemisphere, coffee, Roasters.com. Whole bean roast, light, medium, dark, however you want it. Roasted or sent to you, K-Cups, you name it, they do it. They're great. They put gift packets together for people. A corporate gift. Are you kidding? From Hemisphere? They'll love the coffee so much they'll be ordering from Hemisphere themselves. They have a lot of people who are repeat Hemisphere customers every month. A lot of churches. A lot of places. Because once you try it, you love it and you don't have access to that kind of coffee anywhere else. Don't get the direct that they sell at Starbucks or Dunkin' or McDonald's or anywhere else. Get it from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Promo code, we tackle life in all caps. All right, let's get to the NFL schedule release. The Browns will start the season just like they did a year ago against the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, they're on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't quite understand, uh, but they are. And then they get the Houston Texans in week two. So, you know, Deshaun Watson is able to play. He'll get to play against his old team. If they trade Baker Mayfield to the Houston Texans, well, maybe they'll uh, wish they had put that game on Sunday night football or Monday night football. But the Browns should start 3-1. and one. They have the Texans, then they have the Bears, then they have the Vikings. I know the Vikings game's away, but they should start 3-1. and one. And it gets a little bit tougher for the Brownies. They got the Chargers on the road, Cardinals at home, and the Broncos at home. So they'll be all the old up. We'll, we'll dust off the videotape of Ernest Biner fumbling against uh, the Broncos, and we'll dust off the video of Elway hitting Mark Jackson for the tying touchdown and Rich Carlos's field goal. And then we finally get into AFC North games in week eight against the Steelers at home, and then they go to the Bengals 
on the road. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting year. The Browns will play the Packers in Green Bay. They end with they end with the final three weeks: Packers away, Steelers away, Bengals at home. That's a pretty tough finishing schedule. But uh, mm, don't even think that is the toughest finishing schedule in the AFC North because we're going to get to that momentarily. Because wow. Does one team have a tough finishing schedule in the AFC North? Uh, Other headline games, uh, the Browns will go to New England to play uh, Bill Belichick on uh, week 10 uh, away on the road. They follow their game at Cincinnati with another game at New England. And then Spiel's Detroit Lions coming to Cleveland in week 11. So uh, maybe they'll honor Spiel's at uh, halftime. That would be a nice touch if the Browns would do that. So... That's the Browns' schedule in a nutshell. What's noteworthy about the Browns, as of right now, is that they are bonding and uh, apparently getting uh, you know a little R and R in as Deshaun Watson has uh, parted with some of his two hundred and thirty million dollar guaranteed money to pay for the Browns' offense to accompany him to the Bahamas. To the Bahamas, I said yes. Uh, apparently no place in this country good enough, sunny enough, fun enough for Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Everybody's got to have a passport. I assume you have to have a passport to go to the Bahamas. And so the Brownies are off to the Bahamas. At least the offensive guys are. The defensive guys, well, now it's on you, Miles Garrett. Where are you going to take the defense? Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson are said to have scheduled several, several, not just one, several team bonding experiences this summer at apparently far-flung locations. So, uh, But the Browns' offense gets to go to the Bahamas. A doubtful Baker Mayfield will get to go, but Jacoby Brissett will get to go. Amari Cooper will get to go. Uh, all the Browns that are, you know, hoping to bounce back from a very disappointing season last season, uh, they'll be off to the Bahamas to celebrate this week. Josh Dobbs, formerly of Tennessee, he's the Browns' third-team quarterback. Well, I don't know, is Baker the third-team quarterback? Baker's on the roster, but he's not going. I, they would say, well, Baker's rehabbing. He's rehabbing, so we can't uh, ask Baker to go to the Bahamas because he might hurt himself. In other words, they're not going to let him anywhere near Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun is going to be a busy guy because he also has to give, in about a month from now, depositions in the ongoing 22 civil suits by massage therapists who accuse him of uh, sexual misconduct sexual harassment, and the like. They're suing him in court. The civil standard of guilt is, of course, much lower than the criminal standard of guilt, which Deshaun Watson's actions and the minds of those who were investigating them did not rise to the point where they even merited criminal charges. But in court, you just have to prove, on a civil side, you just have to prove, is he 51% likely to have done this? And so I can't believe Watson, with all this money, isn't offering a lot of this money to make this go away because I would think he would want to dive in and have this done. Of course, he'll have to deal with the NFL disciplinary situation. But are they going – this is a tough spot for the NFL. Are they going to suspend him before he is found guilty of anything in civil court? Do they want him to play while this is going on? And if it goes bad, then you let a guy play who was, you know – guilty of, if he is guilty of, found in court, guilty of, doing all these things. So if they would suspend Deshaun Watson, you go back to that Brown schedule to start the season, that's a schedule that they still should be able to go 3-1 and one with 
maybe not. Maybe not. Um, maybe not against the Vikings, but they should be able to do. You know, pretty well against that schedule on on the road at the Vikings. They could lose that one, but I mean, they're not going to win at Kansas City. I don't think they're going to win. Well, they might win at Kansas City if they have Deshaun Watson. But home against the Bears, home against the Texans. You ought to win that if Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback because you do have a defense, you know. Uh, if they just suspend Deshaun Watson for six weeks, six games, eh, I'm, I, I wouldn't favor them to win at San Diego in week five no matter who their quarterback is. That's just a tough trip. But conversely, it's a tough trip for Arizona to come back east and play. Uh, well, they're not playing early. They're playing at 4 o'clock, so maybe that won't be as tough a game. But the Browns should be fine. If Watson gets a four-game suspension, they should come out of the first four no worse than two and two, and three and one I think is doable because I think you can win in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, on uh, in the lineup for the no longer Rick Spielman-led Minnesota Vikings. But Watson's got to do depositions in June, and then um, I just this, if he did this, uh, put him in jail. Put him in jail if he did this. But until he's proven guilty, I'm not going to say that he's guilty because, hey, America, you know, remember? Innocent until proven guilty. So that's uh, where I stand on the whole Deshaun Watson court uh, court matter. Now, before I get into the toughest finishing schedule in the AFC North, uh, let me tell you that if you face a tough stretch, a tough legal stretch, the way to deal with it is with my friends at Willis Spangler Starling. They are phenomenal attorneys. They are my attorney. Would I recommend an attorney to you that I wouldn't use myself? Well, some people might, but I certainly would not. Stan, Ashley, Phil, Kelly, all the partners at Willis are phenomenal. So are the associates. They will not minimize you or your case. They will instead understand that it is your Super Bowl the biggest thing going on, guarding your name from an action or pressing an action when you have been taken advantage of and not been given your due by the laws of our land. Willis Spangler Starling handles employment law. That's a big category. So is personal injury. So is Will's estate probate. And so is Social Security disability. They're phenomenal. They're growing, and they're growing because they're great at what they do, and the word is getting out, and I'm doing everything I can to help the word get out. Willis Spangler Starling, WillisAttorneys.com, WillisAttorneys.com. All right, who, Bruce, has the toughest closing stretch in the AFC North? I haven't looked at the other 31 teams in the National Football League. I've looked at one, the Cleveland Browns. But I can tell you right now, and you're probably getting the vibe, who else would Bruce's schedule look at? The Super Bowl participant and almost champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Wow. What a finishing schedule for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yikes. So here we go, folks. They get the bye in week 10, and then they play at Pittsburgh. And you go on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is not an easy game. So at Pittsburgh, okay? Then at Tennessee. You think Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans? might be a little bit peeved that the Cincinnati Bengals came in there last year and Evan McPherson them right out of the playoffs? Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Then week 13, it was an epic game last year. It was the game that won the Bengals the division. The Kansas City Chiefs come to town. 425 game, week 13 
against the Cincinnati Bengals. Week 14, we are taking on the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. I know, I know. Monday Night Football, they're going to win that game. Everybody will be excited. Everybody will be pumped. It's still a really good team in the Cleveland Browns. A really good team. Should be a really good team. Fourth, no, excuse me. Yes, fourth tough game in a row at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, Kansas City, Browns at home. Oh, how could we possibly recover from that? Oh, we got to have a breather, right? (laughs) Ha, not on your life. Week 15 at Tampa. At Tampa. There'll be all kinds of stories about Joe Burrow being uh, like Tom Brady, which, you know, Joe has, what, six fewer Super Bowl wins than Tom? Ten fewer Super Bowl appearances? No, nine. Sorry, forgot Joe's last year. But at any rate, you got to go to play Tom Brady. And then, of course, after you play Tom Brady, I mean, we might as well complete the circle, right? How about you head to New England for a Christmas Eve game at New England? Maybe it'll be snowing, like for the tuck rule game. So you get Brady one week in Tampa, and then you head off to New England the day before Christmas to play Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Okay, surely now you've earned yourself a finishing two-week respite, right? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Week 17, we're back on Monday Night Football against a team a lot of people think is the best team in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Bengals have the Bills. And then, oh, how would you like to finish with, you know, a game where nobody would possibly get hurt, nothing could be on the line, not a wild card berth, not a division game. How about then you get Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in week 18? That's nuts. That is a nuts schedule. At Steelers, at Titans, Chiefs and Browns at home, at Tampa, at New England, Bills and Ravens at home. Youch. Youch. Somebody in the NFL does not want to see the Cincinnati Bengals back in the Super Bowl with a schedule like that. Now you say, well, it must be an easy starting schedule, Bruce. It must be super easy to start. No. No, it is not super easy to start. You get the Arizona Cardinals. Well, no, that's the preseason schedule. You start the season with the Steelers at home, and then you're at Dallas. At Dallas. Next two games, okay, I'll give you. Jets, Dolphins. Jets on the road, Dolphins at home. And then at the Ravens, at the Saints. So, hey, this is what happens when you have a great year. You have a tough schedule the next year, and the Bengals are going to have to really, really, really bear up and be ready to go and ready to roll. We'll see how they do with that schedule. All right. One final sponsor mention, my friends at auiinfo.com. If you're a business owner, you cannot be too small of a business for auiinfo.com to be able to help you. They can help you. They're a small business. They have 17 employees. You're a small business. How small? You You and one other person? Well, that's pretty small, but it's not insignificant. Not to you, it's your livelihood, and not to AUI, not to Chrissy, not to Steve, not to Julie, not to the AUI team. They'll help you with HR training modules. They'll get you into a great benefits plan, or they'll counsel you out of offering benefits because maybe people today just don't want benefits. They want something else you could give them, flex time or paid time off or work from home or whatever else. You'll never be caught unawares of state mandates, schedules, policies, initiatives, they're on top of it. And the other thing that's nice about AUI, you don't just hear from them when your benefits are due 
to your benefit provider. You hear from them virtually every month. They're a resource. They're an ally. I know you think, I can't possibly get all that for no cost to me. Are you serious? Yes, I am serious. AUINFO.com. AUINFO.com. Always free at AUINFO.com. They're paid by the companies you choose to do business with. Okay. Now to my favorite part of the podcast, the faith part of the podcast. I was sitting in my chair Sunday morning, start my morning in my chair every day, thinking about the climate in our country and thinking about the conversation around two issues that predominate in my daily radio show, Monday through Friday on 98.9 The Answer and 94.5 The Answer, Columbus and Dayton. I'm privileged to have my platform in those two cities, and I take it very seriously that God has favored me with those platforms, and I want to steward them well, just like I would not waste money. I hope to not waste words, and I hope to not spread untruths, or um, if I say something that offends, I hope it's more convicting than it is offending, because my goal would be for everyone who listens to my radio show to view life through a faith in Christ prism, which would therefore compel you to apply biblical truth, not your own impression of truth, to all matters. So I was thinking about that, the responsibility that comes with my platform, the help that I need from God to judiciously use the opportunities that I have, and how I can relate to people on issues that are very hot-button, abortion and the degradation of morality in our country and the uh, sad yet true tale of so many kids who are grasping at the LGBTQ movement, seeking affirmation, friendship, community, and all those things that they have not been able to find in their life up until identifying that way. And so we were studying in our Sunday school class that morning, a passage from Matthew 5 about do not commit adultery. And as I dug into that passage, and as I did some research on it, I came across a sermon from John MacArthur in 1979. 1979, okay? In 1979, John MacArthur was talking about the rampant immorality in our country and the rampant glorification of promiscuity in our country, in television, in movies, in media. And I'm like, that was 43 years ago. How much worse is it now? Things have changed for the worse in that regard. But what has not changed is God's law is God's recommendation on how to live. And I'm always struck, the more I dig into the Word of God, the deeper I dig into the Word of God, how connected it all is together. There are those who think that, and I guess Andy Stanley has been criticized for saying that the, New Testament, the Old Testament is not really valid, the New Testament is different. Well, that's not what Jesus said. And I typically like Andy Stanley, but he's a little... Um, new agey, new wavy for me. Um, much prefer his father to Andy. Because I do not believe the Old Testament is at all 
invalidated because I got pretty good authority on that. Jesus himself said, don't think I came to erase the old law. I came to enlighten you, to interpret it, to expose to you how you guys have compromised the standard my Father in heaven intended. And so you're saying, don't murder. I'm saying if you lust after a woman, you've committed adultery. You're saying, don't murder, excuse me, don't commit adultery. I'm saying if you lust after a woman, you've committed adultery. He raised the standard. God says in his commandments, do not murder. And Jesus says, if you hate someone, you're guilty of murder in your heart. Jesus, he didn't, he elevated the standard, but only by explaining what God really meant when he gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And then MacArthur did a very amazing thing in this sermon I was listening to. He put every commandment in the context of God's love and how God defines love. And do not murder is you should prioritize life because God prioritizes life. Life is sacred. You love people enough not to take their life. Do not steal. You are respectful of other people. Do not covet. You are not envious of other people. That is a way to love someone is by being happy for what they have, not to be jealous of what they have. And so it was really a very cool way for MacArthur to show that the Ten Commandments, given in the Old Testament, viewed as the old law, was instead a way where he defined, God defined, how people should love others. I'm telling you, you know, like he says, honor your father and mother. Love is respectful. Love is respectful of authority. That's what MacArthur did with the Ten Commandments. And it was just so neat to see how the Old Testament, the law, the New Testament, the New Covenant, Jesus came. Why do you think Jesus came to interpret the law and seemingly, seemingly, but God meant it in the beginning, but we didn't get it, seemingly raise the standard? Not to make us all feel like a bunch of schmucks who couldn't do it, but to make us all realize we couldn't do it, so we would need Jesus to do it for us. Remember Old Testament, blood sacrifice, atonement of sin, New Testament, Jesus dies on the cross. He's the perfect Lamb of God. What did John the Baptist say when he saw Jesus coming? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God. You wanted a spotless Lamb in the Old Testament? You got it in the New Testament. We got Jesus. So this has given me a new way to relate to uh, my Jewish friends who prioritize the law, and to show that Jesus does not invalidate the law, that Jesus uh, shines new light on the law, that what was in the law originally is still in the law and was what we didn't see because we didn't have the light of the gospel of Christ to show us what the law is and what is God's law. What did, what did Jesus say? The, the greatest commandment is, love the Lord thy God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love your neighbor. The greatest part of the law is love. Personified, demonstrated, illustrated by what is in the commandments. So really, really cool uh, way to look at the seamlessness between the Old Testament and the New Testament and 
Um, I have a friend who says, uh, shout out to Doug, who said one time in class, I wrote it in my journal, the Bible is the only book that has the capacity to change your life every time you pick it up. Every time you pick it up. And I will never look at the Old and New Testament as separate entities ever again because of what I see or what I was allowed to see from my study on Sunday morning. So it was really cool, and I'm very grateful when God favors me with uh, such a an awareness of that. So that's the end of this edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I uh, hope I'm not violating any uh, copyright standards by playing less than 30 seconds of City of Light, Christ is Mine Forevermore. I love this song. I happened upon it because uh, my guy Aaron... Our music minister turned me on to the song Only a Holy God, and City of Light sings that, and they sing this too. So uh, I'm just uh, just basking in, uh, in this awesome music, as I hope you do too. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you're tuning in to Wednesday's edition of the We Tackle Life podcast.